0: Sometimes I surprise myself when I wake up at the beginning of the day and I do my best to not anticipate, to not expect to just live day by day, live in that freedom of knowing that I'm going to get along just fine, I'm going to have the things that I need, every little thing is going to be alright. The storm is raging outside, but I'm safe in my vessel. And I'm used to seeking refuge inside. And so it's not so difficult for me to consider needing to be kept isolate, solitary, alone. I surround myself by good people, all in various degrees of separation, and I do my best to be helpful to those who I come close to. And I owe them and myself a bit of due diligence and responsibility to take care of myself and to not become a burden to them. And this has always been a great challenge for myself, to not want to feel like I am a burden. And in my life, I've had to overcome that by turning it into something where I feel like I'm not necessarily... (sighs) ...forcing myself to not be an issue or a problem, but rather recognize where I'm helping or hindering. And in order to do that, that requires uh, courage and truth and honesty, sympathy, compassion, tenderness, and patience. Oh, so much patience. And everybody has their own starting point, right? Right? And we're all learning the same lessons just at different times. And maturity is not the same as growing up. And oftentimes people learn their lessons early in life, and some of us much later. And that's okay. The important thing is that we keep learning the lessons as we go. We go on living every day. And we recognize that at some point in our life we learned a valuable lesson. And... The reason why we learned that lesson was because somewhere, some point in our life, we were going to have to know that wisdom and have to somehow impart it to others. Um, The difficult thing is that wisdom is hard to share. Knowledge is easily shared because it's based off of root principles, things that you can point to uh, with substance and say, this is what it is. But wisdom is this deep, prolific interwoven complexity of just various points of knowledge and extrapolations and adaptations of understanding that has grown and evolved into something that is deep and rich and thorough. And it's a part of your very way of being. It is intricately woven between every aspect of your living, you know, based off of not only your circumstance, the timing in your life, but the experiences that you have, the things that you've gone out and done, you know, your feelings and emotions along the way, which have hooked into those memories, a a sense of sensation and feeling. It's kind of like the idea of, of PTSD. When I think of the world going through this traumatizing experience right now. Uh, I quite recognize that there are a lot of people who are experiencing um, a a traumatic situation and a stressful situation and their lives have been brought into a state of disorder. They are having to take the pieces of, of what they have left to live with after everything's been taken away and and find order in this disorder to understand that you have to make a choice what is more important continuing on in the same old path of the status quo living your life like you were every day taking on this invisible uh, assumed risk of these variables that you can't you can't really protect yourself from or you know Going recluse and and isolating yourself in your home and keeping yourself protected from the outside factors, the things that you just can't see. Now, it's not to say that you need to retreat into that all the time, but you do need to go inside and find a way to best proceed forward. You have to hunker down for a bit, set up some plans, and prepare to take on whatever measures are necessary in order to protect yourself when you go back out again, because you can't stay inside forever. And I feel like, you know, this experience that we're going through is kind of like living an analogy. Like, we have forced ourselves into the cave. And, you know, we are not able to see what we're really truly facing. Because when you look out in the world stage, I mean, where do you get your news from? You know, who are you going to believe the stories that they're telling of what's going on out there? And you have to, you're essentially blind, I mean, you're not going to go out there and and see for your damn self, you know, you're not going to put yourself in risk and harm's way because of the potential loss, you know. And the thing of it is is that those have gone out there and and assumed the risk have put other people in danger. And so it's like a bit of uh, responsibility to self-care, take care of yourself, protect yourself. Take the measures that are necessary in order to make sure that everything's going to be all right. You know, I really wish this didn't happen in our lifetime and timing is really bad, Um, especially as people were getting ready to go out, start emerging from their homes. They um, take on this, this sickness and bring it out with them and spread it amongst us. And so those that have gone into isolation and to recluse, especially the people who are used to being extroverted and going out all the time, it's really difficult for people to adjust. And people are doing a fairly good job, but, uh, you know, they're worried. They don't have direction. They don't have guidance. And they're constantly under this state of stress. You know, this is a traumatic instance because on the public stage, we're seeing people die every single day from this this invisible monster that, you know, how can you really defend yourself against it? And then it's terrifying to see that even the most basic of steps that we can take to protect ourselves, many people are not taking up those measures. Simple things like washing your hands, keeping your distance from people, don't get all close and in their space, and, you know, making sure that if you're around people, that you wear a mask just to make sure that we're not passing things along to one another that we're not really quite sure of. I know it's... Not easy to wrap one's head around uh, trauma, uh, to think that one would be traumatized just because you are sent home, you know, to stay for a little while to keep us all protected. But it is very traumatizing, you know. There's so much going on and I think we all need to spread a little bit more tenderness and compassion to one another for the experiences that we're having. Some of us are able to take on stresses of changes in the situation and adapt become malleable to the situation and not let it affect you. Um, to, you know, be very fluid in, in the situation. Uh, and a lot of it means that you ha- don't have to anchor down into the, the trauma of it and, and the, the pain of it. It's easy to do though. I find myself being an empathetic person and I, I see what people are experiencing and going through and breaks my heart. My heart really, it weeps. And to fight down those pains, I have to do what is necessary to keep my spirits up. Because I'm useless if I'm terrified. And I'm useless if I'm traumatized. I will be frozen, you know. When, when you're under stress, when you feel you're under attack, you know, you fight, fight, or freeze. And that's the most natural, basic instinct that we humans have. And many times we overreact in one way or another, and things become just impossible to deal with. And stress makes it really hard to cope on the daily. If you've ever known a, a soldier that's come back from uh, deployment and that they aren't quite themselves, they are shattered by PTSD and it's really hard to shake. It's really hard to remove yourself from those experiences that you had where you felt deep-rooted emotions, especially if it's based in fear, that really hooks in that memory, and it's hard to drop it and let go. And I feel that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be going through that experience, and the best that we can do for those people is to really try to put out in the world positive messages, inspiring messages, messages that say, We can take measures to be safe. We can have a bit of security. This is an opportunity to change, to do things different, to be all right. And everything, every little thing is going to be all right. And it's because we take the measures that are necessary to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and each other. And I feel that there's so much hope in that that can help people to de-stress, you know, especially emphasizing the idea of, Uh, Taking on self-care, you know, really feel like you need to have time for yourself. Really feel that you need to put yourself in a position of not having to worry so much about anything else that's going on. Time to, you know, uh, isolate yourself from the drama that's happening out there. Don't be a worrywart because worry is not a, a constant constructive thing. It's definitely constructive when you really sit down and you worry about something and you problem solve, sure. But to feel constant worry, it really is. It's a, a, something that degrades your system. It really just drags you down. You have to do positive things to feel enlightened and uplifted. And these are things that are, are always suggested. You know, happiness really truly is the best medicine. And in order to have that, you have to find out what makes you happy. And not just happy in the sense of, like, things aren't bad and that's what makes me happy. If your happiness depends on things being, you know, calm all the time, um, then you're never going to be able to withstand the storms that are going to happen in life. You're never going to be able to avoid those. You have to build up resilience to those things. You have to embrace it while you're in it. Take every negative opportunity as an opportunity to shine your best version, to evolve and grow and learn from that experience. And as you live it, you learn it, and you become that living answer to the question of like, you know, how do I impart meaning in my life? How do I, in the instance that I have no control over any other circumstances but my own, um, how do I, from all of that put myself in a position where I'm going to be alright and that the people around me are going to be alright and those who I love and uh, those who I share this life with are um, doing as well as they need to and they are doing alright and to give the uh, love that we have to the life that we live and to do that in the most positive way reassure one another be reinforcements to one another encourage each other have gratitude and appreciation and love 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 everybody and it's sometimes a hard thing to do I can pick out and actually name people that I quite dislike in the world and when I think about them boy I get frustrated I get so angry I get revved up and and I want to spit fire at them and I want to to tell of all the ways that they have disappointed me and that they have let me down and they have hurt me. And the fact that I really feel that their shitty capacities and their shitty version is exactly what this world does not need. But I could spend all that time, you know, throwing shit at this person and they're just going to deflect it because they don't care. Um, Or I can pick up the concepts of the things that I really don't like about them and find, well, what ways can I reflect the opposite of that? How can I mirror what I see, do something different? I I see them being shitty. Well, you know, how could that look if this person would be just a better version? And I see them having that potential. And I give them space to have that potential and whether or not they take advantage of it is entirely up to them because we each live our own lives. And I'm not here to impress myself upon somebody or impose myself upon anybody, but just to leave them and wonder about what I mention. And perhaps what I've mentioned is is something of a telling that they can change their ways, you know? And I just feel like, you know, it's, you want to make the world a better place, you gotta look in the mirror. And I feel like even as much as those people upset me and they depress me and, you know, they've hurt me and they've gone to hurt others that I love and I care for and I appreciate, even those people that I don't know so well, I still love them. You know, my fellow human beings, I can even have sympathy for the the devil, you know, the little devil inside of us all that does bad and has the capacity to. But I don't hold people down so far to think that there isn't such a thing as forgiveness and opportunity to become a better version and I like to become a welcoming to that so people can change and not because I'm better than them and I'm teaching them some moral lesson or some new value system that they must adhere to but rather for them to be able to find within themselves the potential to do good and to do better you know become a better version of themselves and becoming a welcoming for that is the best thing we can do for ourselves and each other. Where I am right now in my study of things, I, I feel like there is this very important telling that the world is hard of hearing. And if they only attuned their hearing and, you know, cut their hands and put their ear to the wall, they would hear it talking and, it, you know, in this metaphorical way, I'm saying like, there is this beautiful message of hope that is resonating throughout the world. And you see it. You see it on all these different things and how you put it together really matters. It matters what you do. It matters how you are creative with the things that you see. And I feel it's so beautiful. We should each be artists creating and crafting this lovely thing, but take responsibility for what we create. Make sure it's, it's something that is beautiful and, and tender and compassionate and understanding and, and playful. It should be something that brings you happiness. It should be something that brings you joy. It should be something that helps you to question yourself every day. If if you live every day and you wake up just sure of yourself, you're sure of your life, you know what you got to do, you have a schedule, you're going to stick to it, there's always a plan, there's always a goal, there's the next step in the process, and you're making to-do-be-do-be-do lists, and you're checking it off, and you're tasking, 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 accomplishing these things, and you're grinding, 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 and you're putting the work in, and you're getting things done, you're being productive, and you feel all right about it because, you know, you're making something but at the end of the day when all of that is done what do you have left to live for what what is home to you when you come back from all of that you know there has to be a bit of yourself that you cultivate inside that sense of home that sense of belonging like i still belong to this world just as it is today knowing that i'm building this better future this beautiful bright better future um so you have to be able to come back into where you kind of just relinquish control, you know? You're not trying to conform the situation or, or schedule yourself, but you're just letting yourself be free. Free in the moment. Free to live exactly as you feel. You know, free with the intention that, you know, your purpose, you, you've gotten very far along with it, and, and now your purpose is to replenish yourself. You know, sometimes... The passion that drives you, the thing that pushes you to get up and work, 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 do, do, do every single day is a great thing. And you should never take yourself away from that. But you have to know that there has to be a takeaway. And when you take away from that and you go back home into yourself, into your heart, where you really feel like, ah, this is where I belong. I belong at the intersection between my work and my play. And honestly, if you can't feel yourself coming home every day to, to play with the idea that you're accomplishing something with your life, then you're really living it wrong. And I'm not saying that, you know, I know exactly what's wrong or what's right. I just know that I, I live in that feeling. And when I feel ashamed or unaccomplished or unproductive, I really look at that and I see, is it because of my expectations? or society's expectations or is it really fundamentally how I feel like gosh you know I could have done so much better in that situation and I really look to my own intuition that sense within myself it tells me whether I'm doing right or I'm doing wrong it tells me if I am on the path and and finding my way and when it resonates when it rings when I see the beautiful signs (sighs) They make me sigh with delight because I know, I know that it's right and I know that it's moving in the right direction and I feel it with compulsion. I am compelled and pulled forward with this, this delightful interplay. Like the universe is calling me and it's my heart song and I'm following it because that's, that is where I feel like I am playing, you know? And it's, it's like being like a child and to live in joy and bliss and understand I'm learning and that's the best part about it. And learning and living and loving every day and putting forth the time that it takes to build, build, build is super important. And you never take yourself away from the good work, but make sure that you're doing what helps you to sustain that good work. Don't take yourself out of the realm of being able to imagine this, this world that you're, you're building. Um, But to understand that if you don't take the time to live in the world that you've built for yourself before this, this living memory, this living moment, you know, which is the residual outcomes of, of prior choices and experiences and decisions that you've made you've brought yourself to this moment so if you don't take time to appreciate this moment and you're always living for the future time you know you're letting yourself down because eventually what you're going to get in the future is just a constant living for something that is always out of your grasp and that is a beautiful thing it's a good thing but that has to be grounded in the now somehow and the really the only way to do that is through feeling is through feeling true human emotions to feel giddy and alive and to feel inspired and feel so full with the awareness that there are other people out there too and that the world is going on and outside of all the things you've managed to do in the day to add to, you know, the mixing pot of this beautiful elaborate system of living that we've created for ourselves Take time to really appreciate, like, how significant you are and uh, that you are precious and that you are a person. And that's a beautiful thing. I like to think about the ideas of uh, human rights and not necessarily uh, in the terms of anything that has been substantiated and and listed out as rules, terms and conditions, like uh, all of those ways that we have uh, uh, aligned these, these guidelines or these rules or these suggestions as to um, what human rights are and, and affirm them into our laws, it's all very important to understand. But what's key about all of those things, the, the key element for, for human rights is the human element and that is spawned from human dignity and and living in that awareness that everybody deserves to have dignity. Everybody deserves to have joy. Everybody deserves to feel their importance and, and how they're valued and and what is real in their daily lives. And for other people to make it real make them really know that there's something about them that has fundamentally changed their lives you know it doesn't have to be in profound ways it doesn't have to be something that is paradigm shifting it could be simple small things like oh thank you for being just beautiful you i appreciate you i'm conscious of you you know, every day that I I look upon you or think about you, I think fondly. And that is such an important, beautiful human quality. And when you can see that everybody deserves that quality, and you don't necessarily have time to pay attention to everybody, but anybody that you do encounter, you should, you know, bless them along their way with at least that. And to understand that you may want something from somebody that they don't want to give, and somebody may want something for you from you that you don't want to give. What's important is to understand that everybody is looking for their home, where they belong, where they truly feel like they fit. It's something that they want to experience in their life. I want to encourage everybody to really think about what that is. Many times we make decisions based off of what others tell us we have to do or others have convinced us to do. Our lives have been lived very much in, steeped in these traditions and these cultures and these conditions and these ideas that society has given us that says this is what life is. This is what success is. And if you want to look normal and you want to be accepted and, and you want to have a place amongst us all, you have to live up to these expectations. You know, you got to follow the rules. And many times... Those things are centered around stuff that doesn't matter. It's centered around uh, objects and things rather than people. And relationships and encounters is really where it's at. That's where we're living. And uh, those are the things that give us emotions. Many times you find a thing and, and you hold it in your hand and it's like, oh, this is my precious and I love it and it makes me feel good. And it's not necessarily the thing that matters, but what it represents in your heart, what it makes you think of, you know. All of those positive things and those positive feelings that you have are something that you get readily through relationships. Um, relationships are and encounters are like living memories. Uh, you don't have to uh, impose your thoughts, your beliefs onto something uh, because it's animated, you know, the, there is a real person on the other side of your relationships. Um, there's a, a real human experience there. There's something that you're feeling that goes far beyond what you yourself could really add up to, you know, and, you know, it doesn't force you to have the imagination to Uh, you know, make out, make it out to be what it is, it leaves room for surprise. And it can surprise you in these beautiful ways. And the surprise is, is the presence of life. It really is. And when somebody's able to surprise you, and that jump, of glee, that flutter of your heart, that feeling, that sensation, that oh, wow that's fantastic that is one of the best feelings in the world and it's such joy and it's such love and such wonder and we should really be having more experiences like that in our lives the world should really be focused on that type of human condition and to cultivate that cultivate that in our space use that as the uh, one of the key design elements to how we make this all work <sighs> And to do, do what must be done in all the ways it is very, very important to really feel like there is something outside of ourselves that is a great mystery, a bit of truth and beauty, you know, left in the world to be discovered. If in your encounter you can be humble and you can live in your humility and you can be fragile and you can be exposed <sighs> and you can be silly <sighs> and know somehow that that's that's going to be something important to someone and it's going to be beautiful and cherished, it's gonna be a thing that sets you apart. This is great surprise for the other. I oftentimes have to keep my own spirits up. I don't share in a lot of relationships with people. I really cultivate the ones that I do have And I take my precious time to do it right. And a lot of the times I spend keeping myself distant. Because I don't want to rock about. Because I can be disturbing. Because I'm not what's expected. I'm not normal. I'm abstract. Very odd duck. But that's just me. That's me and I'm different. And I don't expect anyone else to be like me. I wouldn't want someone to change themselves to take on some form of adherence. I am not a great example. (laughs) I'm not the person that you should uh, follow in my ways. Because it certainly isn't for everybody. It's a great responsibility I take on me. And that doesn't make me better than anybody except for who I was yesterday. And I just feel if everybody did that for their own lives, then we would have this beautiful complexity of differences. We would have diversity that would be this beautiful tapestry that makes up this woven life of rich texture. So much beautiful patterning and colors and differentiations and these separations and it becomes this interwoven theme it's resonant it it's like weaving a a rug and you see this delicate intricate pattern and it is far more beautiful than what we can see from any one stitch of it you really have to get the big full big picture to appreciate it and you got to take the good with the bad because it's always there there's intermixing of those things the point is to make sure that there's more good than bad and when there is bad that the good can do what's necessary to to surround it and create a silver lining and that is each of our responsibility to ourselves to each other to our families to everyone that we're around and it is a huge responsibility to take on yourself I feel like when society stops being so demanding that we would go into ourselves and we would start listening to the heart, really following our heart song, taking the time to stop, look, and listen, see what the world needs. What what are you called to do? Where do you feel that you're called to service? What is necessary for you to to embark on in the world? Sometimes that is going to be a A huge responsibility. Sometimes that is going to be a very small and minor thing. At least it will seem so in the moment. But every single domino that falls has a repercussion. And more and more dominoes will fall. And and soon we will start to see that there is this uh, freight train crashing effect. When we stop ourselves and we don't just allow things, you know, the chips to fall where they may. (laughs) If we put up these walls and we try to conform and, and we try to make things out to be bad if they are in a destructive process, we're really limiting ourselves uh, to a misunderstanding about creativity in destruction. There is, you know, destruction breeds creation. Uh, As things begin to be destroyed, new things are being created every day. It's like uh, the idea of taking many components of something and to uh, take them from what they were and you put them together and you make something new and that's additive. But then let's say that's a block of wood and you glue all these component pieces together and You form them into one unit, uh, but then you take a sander and and you start sanding it down to this fine grain and you smooth out the rough patches, the overlays where the wood didn't quite fit exactly, you know, maybe buff away some of the glue that came in through the seams and you start to get a smoother surface. And so you now use the subtractive quality to make it into something that's more refined. And then you have the capacity to use nuts and bolts to put something together that can also be taken apart again. And you start to realize that there's so much utility in all of the parts and pieces, all the ways that we combine things and we bring it together, all of the ways that we try to make it uniform. There's so much potential in those things. And so when I think of like creating something, I often think of building doors. It's one of my most favorite things to do. I love the process of the craftsmanship behind building doors. I love doors. I appreciate them so much. When I go out for walks, it's the one thing that stands out to me most prominent. I love a beautiful door on a house. It's really inviting. It tells you so much about the home that's within. It really says that we, we care about what's beyond <laughs> the the door, um, and it's important to uh, recognize that a door is kind of like having a mask or personality. You know, it's this other part of yourself out there a house is a house but a door says it all it really makes it a home and anyway so when I think about building something I think about building doors and I think of the appreciation and the value of it that it's this aesthetic appeal it has great quality but it also has use it's has utility it's a necessary thing it has to keep out the things outside keep in the things that are inside so there's separate atmospheres (laughs) within these spaces but it allows entrance and exit and it's a pass-through you know from one place to another Uh, you know doors are just highly functional and they have to be right a a door that doesn't fit right is not going to work right you know and every door has its proper intended use you certainly wouldn't barge through it and expect that you were going to be able to keep it in good condition you know, doors swing on hinges for a reason, because it's much more convenient and useful that way. And so when I think about building things, and I think about putting parts and pieces together, I think about building these doors, and I see them as these beautiful doors of opportunity. And it's almost symbolic, you know, metaphorical, very abstract. But the reasoning why I I think of things that way is because building a door is very much a, a destructive creative process. And even still, when the door is being used by somebody, it will be able to withstand this constant wear and tear. So it's like, I, created from the destruction of these pieces i i constructed something and i created something that can withstand longer wear and tear and that eventually it will be destroyed again but how long really is up to me and the craftsmanship that i put into it and so it starts to become very important how you put the door together very important that you adhere to the rules and the, the the standard measurements, you know, and understand the proper intended use of it and put it together. But to understand, there's a sense of flair to it, too. You know, beautiful doors are out there, intricate doors, and many different doors operate and function in ways that are similar to, but not exactly as others. Um... And I like the idea of being able to build something like that and to be able to stand up from back from it and say, wow, you know, I did that. I built that. Something to value and appreciate. And that to me is the creative process, or at least in part. I mean, there's many more steps to it and it's definitely you know, more interesting than that, going into, like, you know, having to use the proper tools and understanding the complexities of measurements and to understand the language of the materials that you're using, you know, they're testing their limits and understanding their, their uh, abilities to be worked, you know, into something else. And understanding that there is a way to put things together that just fits right. I love that about it. And so for me, that's the creative process. And I think we all have our own unique ways of creating things. Uh, But what's important is that we do create, we create something in the world that is different and unique. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something completely brand new. It can be something that has been done before. We don't have to reinvent the wheel in every turn, but what you do have to do is create a difference, make a difference in the world and to put it out there and to do so with the sense of flair, your own sense of style and putting that out there. It's important because it shows us there's a different way. There's different things to value and appreciate. And I always look at it as, uh, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I certainly am too much for many people. Um, But what's important is that for the people that can tolerate me (laughs) and my difference, uh, really benefit from the fact that um, I'm a self-assured person. I know who I am and I know what's in my heart, and, and I'm never going to deviate from that. I'm never going to be anything other than who I am. I am as I am. Take me as I am. Relieve me for those who can, and I feel that that's the fundamental way to live, and I think it's that way for everybody. Many times people, you know, try to fight that idea. and be like, oh no, I have to do what my parents say or what society says. Uh, you Really, you should be living for yourself, living for yourself every day. What feels right in your heart? Nobody else is... Going to know what that is because nobody else knows what your heart song is. You know, and I encourage people to listen to their heart song, listen and follow their heart. And (laughs) I know that I can be overwhelming to people, so I try to tone myself down. Crank from 11 (laughs) down to maybe one, perhaps two on occasion. Full blast me is just a little bit too intense for most people, but I like to put it at a, at a decibel that is tolerable because I find that when I do, oftentimes people can actually pick up on the resonance. They can hear my frequency. <laughs> you can catch my vibe and and perhaps dig it. It's like the saying, uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. Not a lot of people, um, not a lot of people like really think about what that means. I myself think that the whole universe is just energy. It's just energetic. And that what we see, what we hear, what we experience, what we feel, it's just different vibes. And they do change the way that you see and based off of what you see in the world is what your heart is vibing on you know and sometimes it's a scary thing sometimes we have a living nightmare and we see really bad things happen in front of us and many times we're just in a beautiful dream and we're loving those things and we're appreciating it and adding value to it but the important thing is to keep on living, every day, as beautifully as you can. And at the end of the night, you say your prayers, and you list the things that you're grateful for. Gosh, I'm grateful for all these people, I'm grateful for all these things, I'm, I'm grateful for the goodness that's in the world. I'm grateful that people are not discouraged, I'm grateful that people don't give up. I'm grateful that there's so much hope and happiness in the world, you know. I I am grateful that I believe that the power of humans in their hearts to love and to live, their ability to forgive and to be compassionate and tender to one another, we have the potential to really make the world so much better than what it's ever been. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for human ingenuity and our capacity to live in love. And if everybody went to bed at night grateful for the things that they had, waking up knowing that it's going to be another day full of gratitude, they will find that the way they see the world will begin to shift. You know, they themselves may not be able to make everything in the world be okay overnight. You can't snap your fingers and solve every problem. It takes time to solve problems, just as problems take time to occur. Sometimes they feel like they're fast, but most of the time, if you listen, you can hear it coming. But the idea is that you have to choose to start focusing on being present in the moment appreciate all that you have. Find the things that you can do to make a difference. So that tomorrow when you wake up, you will wake up in a better world. In a world that is better because you're in it. And you're doing in what you can, where how you can, where you can, in all the ways that you can. And to let that be your living answer to the problems that we are all experiencing. and And do what you can to the point where by the time you go to bed at night, you can be grateful for so much more. Than what you were grateful for the day before and that let the number one thing you can be grateful for is that you are a better version of yourself doing that simply just doing that i feel like the whole world would change overnight i know it would and the next morning we wake up with a little bit more hope a little bit more accomplished in the world a little bit more of our problems solved and if we all did that and we all woke up into a new dawn every day, a new chance, new opportunity to, to do things right, to get things done, to be at the heart and to, at the end of the day, look at our gratitude, look at the things that we love and the thing, how we've lived, you know, all the things that we've experienced, all the encounters we had, the relationships we've been able to cultivate in positive ways, really love, really love Every bit of what we are sharing in this world, things will become better because we're not changing the world all at the same time. We're doing it at different times. And it's kind of like we're we're buying time for ourselves, giving everybody a little bit of effort, it's like sending a, a regimen to the front lines and they fight till they're exhausted and then they step back and then the next uh round goes through you know it's uh important to take a step back and when we're all working together we can trust that we have that time to do that you know and i think that that's what we're really doing for each other that right there is peace it's peace of mind peace of heart you know a sense of security i always feel like we're working um for uh mutual successes and mutual securities for mutual interests and that does not mean it's the same thing it's mutual being that kind of like uh i scratch your back you scratch mine you do what you do i do what i do and and we know that we're overall building this beautiful life so that when we go out our door it's something that you know we could be happy about I'm really grateful for what everybody's building in the world. And I constantly compliment people and show them the appreciation, especially for those things that I think are very, very important. Uh, Because we all need encouragement. We all need love. We all need somebody to say, you're doing it right and you're doing good. And thanks for being you. Thank you for all that you've accomplished because it's important, you know, and to call it out for what it is, you know. And to understand that we each have different values and we're each going to see things differently and appreciate it differently. And the various degrees that we can appreciate something, the more it is clearly valued. And when you put that in terms of like a person creates everything in the world. Somebody's created it. Things don't just pop into existence. Uh, So as you appreciate things and you appreciate experiences and, and all that you have... Uh, Remember, there's always a person, a real person behind that other person that's there. There's someone has taken the time to make things happen to which you have somehow benefited from. And there's so much to be grateful for in that. And the more we're grateful, the more the world will start to be a beautiful place. And we'll start to see our problems fade away because really the problem is how we look at the problem. What we're looking at and why we're looking at it in this way, um, it keeps us separate from uh, the solutions oftentimes. Sometimes we're looking at it in the wrong way or we're looking at it in the wrong place. And I always think of it in terms of the analogy of the elephant, right? You got all these blind guys, each one has a different part of the elephant that they're holding in their hand. And they're trying to describe it to the others, you know, well, this is what I think it is because it feels this way and it it seems like it's this. And everybody has one part of the the, or one piece of it, and they're analyzing based off of that when the whole big picture that nobody seems to be able to see is something much different. And so I think it's important that we take into consideration everybody has their own little bit that they're adding to the pieces of the puzzle and as you look at more of those you see the bigger complexity and like wow this is just it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing what people are, are creating what humanity is creating you know like that right there is probably the one thing that i value above everything And I like to admit that those things are the most important part of living. But, you know, even I'm guilty of not always appreciating that. I get down sometimes. I get down on myself. And I think it's because it's important that I recognize that I'm not perfect. And I need to better refine myself. There's always room for improvement. You know? I try not to be so hard on myself, though I can be. I can be my own worst critic, and I can be unkind to myself. But I would rather focus on critiquing myself um, than to complain about the world. And oftentimes the world does not fit me. I am too obscure and I really wish the world would conform to me, but I know it can't and I know that it won't. So I feel oftentimes like the world is a rough opening and I am a door that I'm building to fit within this, these rough opening measurements. And it's not going to be a perfect fit and it's not, it's not necessarily going to be the right door for every home. But it's still something creative that is good enough quality, and every home needs a door. So it's useful, it's significant. Um, when I look at other people, that's how I see them. I see them as these beautiful, intricate doors. And that might seem silly and simple, but it's true. For me, that's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful way to look at other people. Find value and appreciate them. And so I send off this with a final say of gratitude. I'm grateful for your valued time and attention. I know that there are other things you could be doing. There's other things I could be doing as well. But I was so compelled to say these things and to speak my mind and my heart. And I feel it's important. It'll be beneficial. All good things. I went for a walk this evening in my community. Of course, barely another person I saw, but it was kind of nice to, to take in all of these different doors that I saw. And I, I recognized that life is happening in each one of these homes. And, you know, I I sent a little blessing to everybody in my neighborhood and wish them well. I know everybody everybody's going through something. And we're all in this together. And I'm just grateful for everybody who is doing the right thing, doing the best thing for themselves and, and for others. And to live life and to make sure that it continues on. All I ever ask of other people is for them to bring forth their best version. Because I think it's the one thing that becomes, that really is most natural, and it becomes second nature once we really focus and take it to heart as as our responsibility to ourselves and each other. And so if that's all that I really, you know, anticipate from people to bring forth their best version, and when I see them bring it forth in their beautiful, unique, and different ways, and all the ways that they can surprise me... (laughs) And make me giggle, and make me smile, and make me feel like, ah, thank you for being another human being that is just beautiful, living in the world and appreciating it for all it is, doing your thing. I love it so much. There's so much to appreciate in the world. And if we can focus on those things, really appreciate all, for all that it's worth, I feel like things will become better. You know? This may be very, like, you know, philosophical. Um, It may be very, you know, whimsical. And there's definitely a lot of woo-woo in there that people may not be able to, to fully accept. But... Putting the logic aside and really taking up the the creative spirit. You start to see like there's truths to this beauty and uh, I hope that it leaves a lasting impression One worth cultivating <sighs> Come what may <laughs>